Chapter 6 Shri Sai Sacharita The main stories of chapter 6 are about the celebration of the Urus and the Ram Navmi festivals. Then Dabulkar narrates about the renovation of the masjid. When once Baba flew into a rage at that time the Sabha mandap was being constructed. Baba held the pillar with one hand and Tatya's neck with the other. Then shaking the pillar vigorously uprooted it. Baba took off Tatya's feta, lit it and threw it into the pit. Then he took a rupee coin from his pocket and threw it also into the pit. A short while later Baba became calm. Then he presented Tatya with a beautifully embroidered feta. I shall now talk about the Urs and Ram Navmi festivals. Some little known facts about the Urs. Urs literally means the wedding with God or uniting of the soul with God at death and it is an annual celebration. It started on Thursday, 16th March 1897 by the circle inspector of Kopargaon. Gopal Rao Gund He had 3 wives but no children and with Baba's blessings he got a son So he wanted to venerate Baba as an aulia with wonderful powers Baba's permission was sought and Baba gave his consent However the Kulkarni of the village opposed it as the multitude of devotees would arrive in shirdi and he was concerned about the outbreak of cholera as there was insufficient sources of water as one of the wells had brackish water so baba threw some flowers in it and the water turned sweet the other well had insufficient water so tatya patel had to arrange to get water from a well situated further away by fixing moats to it thus the problem was solved and the official consent was obtained and the festival was celebrated with great joy the sandal procession was started by amir shakkar of korale on friday 7th april 1911 and As it was the Ram Navami that day this festival was celebrated and is still being celebrated to this day I often wondered how Urs was celebrated in Shirdi as Baba was still alive So I asked Pawar Kaka who has written the Bhagavat the Sai Satcharita He told me that it was performed for those auliyas of Peers who had attained the zenith of their spiritual powers and were still living and they were honored and venerated by celebrating the urs for them while still alive these peers are known as zindavalis they have magnificent spiritual powers baba was supreme and much more than any zindavali Now the Urs is being celebrated by Ghani Bai a descendant of Abdul Baba 
followed by the sandal procession the sandal procession between 9 and 10 pm the sandal procession takes place the descendants of abdul baba perform this it is a beautiful ceremony a platter with sandalwood scrapings along with incense is taken in procession around the village to the accompaniment of musical instruments the platter the incense and the gifts to be offered are carried under a canopy the canopy consists of a galif or chadar which is attached to four wooden poles the galif is green in color with golden columns written or inscribed on it on top of every post is a panja a silver replica of the hand the sandal procession is to venerate the auliyas the muslim saints it is described in chapter 6 of the shri sai satcharita at the samadhi mandir gifts like the chadar fruits sweets are offered the procession then goes to abdul baba's dargah and again the gifts are offered there the procession ends in the dwarkamai where sandalwood mixed with rose water and ittar are pasted on the nimbar with bare hands now some little known facts about baba and the festival of ramnami here are some points that are of interest it was a friday the 7th of april 1911 that the festival of ramnami was celebrated it was krishna rao jageshwar bhishma who proposed the idea of celebrating the ramnami festival as it fell on the same day as the urus baba's permission was obtained and it is being celebrated to this day in shirdi on that auspicious day two ornamental flags were taken in procession a beautiful flag was brought by damo anna rasne and the other by nana saheb nimonkar with a great deal of merriment the flags were taken in procession around the village and hoisted in the corners of the dwarkamai a cradle was placed in the dwarkamai to celebrate the birth of lord shri ram and there were kirtans and bhajans throughout the day the next day gopal kala was performed and the festivities ended however baba celebrated ram navmi right from the early days of his stay in the dwarkamai on that day he washed the entire dwarkamai himself at about 12 noon he bought a little oil and a few lamps from the rest of the money he bought some gulal having done this he put some on dhuni mai and then on his own head then he put some on each step leading to the dwarkamai and each and every corner and finally applied some to the entrance later when the devotees started flocking to shirdi they had katha and kirtan in the sabha mandap followed by the birth of lord shri ram following which baba distributed pedas and barfis 
the above information was given in Shiladhi, written by Dr. Keshav B. Gavankar. Sai Baba and Lord Hanuman For the upliftment of mankind and establishment of dharma, as stated in the Gita by Lord Shri Krishna, who states clearly that He will reappear in various forms time and again for the upliftment of mankind. Baba's incarnation and earthly descent was for this very purpose. Baba, on numerous occasions, made references to His own former relationship with some of His devotees, including Abdul Baba and Bade Baba. Reference Shri Prada Shivallab Charitra, Chapter 18 In this chapter, Shankara Bhatt comes for darshan of Shripada with two men. Shripada, looking at them, tells Bhatt that these are not Brahmins as they eat beef. Then he goes on to tell them what a heinous act it is to kill cows. He goes on to say the terrible repercussions it has on people who eat beef. However, because they had darshan of him, they will come as Abdul Baba and Bade Baba when he manifests as Sri Sai Baba of Shirdi. Baba also tells Shama that he knows him for 72 generations and Nana Sahib Chandurkar for four generations. To prove the truth of this to the reader, in the scripture authored by Shankara Bhatt in the 13th century on the life of Sri Pada Sri Vallabh in chapter 45, it is given how Baba manifested as Samartha Sadguru Sainath in Shiladi. Lord Shripada asked Lord Hanuman to manifest in the Kali Yuga as Samartha Sadguru Sai Baba. Hanuman, however, tells him that he will not come as an Amsh Avatar because after finishing his mission on earth, he will merge with the root Tattvam. Then the Amsh Avatar will not have any value. So, his Avatar should not only remain with the root tatvam, but also have all the powers of that tatvam. Shripada promises him, saying, All the powers that I have will be in you, and we shall become one. I will merge with you when you are in the Sai form. I will announce clearly that I am there in you. You will become famous as my Samartha Sadguru Avatar. Then Hanumanji says, I will be your Amsh and behave as a Guru, but you are Lord Sri Dattatreya. Is it proper to have any difference between you and me? If I merge in you and you in me, there is Advaita. So please grant me Datta Sayujam. Then Shripada calls Kalapurush and says, I have granted Sayujam to him. I am giving him Nath sound also. From today he shall be called Sainata. 
I am declaring today as Dutta Jayanti. You transfer the Chaitanya of Hanuman accordingly and make it Dutta Swarupam. Hearing this, Lord Hanuman gladly accepts to manifest as Samartha Sadguru Sai Baba, and every cell of theirs becomes amalgamated into each other, and thus Samartha Sadguru Sainath manifests on Datta Jayanti in Shirdi. Therefore, is it little wonder that Baba celebrated Ram Nomi from the very beginning of his stay in Shirdi? This clearly tells us about Baba's descent and his former relationship with his devotees. However, one aspect that is often overlooked is the similarities between Baba's life and Lord Hanuman, which we will now go deeper into in this talk. Baba demonstrated through various Leelas, incidents, guidance to devotees the following. Now, if it is understood by the scriptural references of Hanumanji's descent as stated in Chapter 45, what are the signs devotees can look for in Baba's life to see this in action? Both deities were very simple in the way they lived. They wore no jewellery. Baba wore coarse manjarpat kafni and Hanumanji wore ochre-coloured dhoti. Both were celibate and practised akhanda brahmacharya. Baba taught his devotees to hold the hand of Shraddha and Saburi and live by it, and Hanumanji is hailed as Param Bhakta. Both loved Namjap. Baba, in the early days of his stay in Shirdi, would ask Malsapati to place his hand on his chest while he was chanting God's name. And if the rhythm of the heart changed because of sleep, Malsapati should wake him up. Baba was devoted to the Bhakti Mar. In fact, in Chapter 19, OV 25, Baba says, Jnana Marg is like Ramphal, while Bhakti is like the sweet, delicious custard apple. Both adored Lord Sri Ram, and when Baba was in a joyful mood, he often sang, Ramte Ram, Aoji, Aoji, Udyanchigoni, Laoji, Laoji. This is given in Chapter 33 of the Sri Sai Satcharita. Baba revered Vishnu Sasaranam, which is venerating Lord Vishnu, of whose avatar is Lord Sri Ram. The Leela of giving the Vishnu Sahasranam to Shama is given in Chapter 27 of the Sri Sai Satcharita, and explaining the benefits of reciting it is also given in detail there. In this Leela, Baba tells a devotee to recite Sri Ram Ram Rame Iti Rame Rame Mano Rame Sahasranam Atatulyam Ramanama Varanane. Now I shall narrate the Leela. Leela, no one can escape 
the effects of karma. Her eyesight was failing, and this was the cause of constant worry for Shushelama. She felt that the deterioration of her sight would cause her to be dependent on others, and they might resent it and not take care of her. So she fervently prayed to Baba. One day, she dreamt of Baba, wherein Baba told her about the law of karma. He said, Why do you grieve about your sight? If you wish, I will grant you your sight. But remember, you will have to experience the same fate in the next life. No one, not even me, can escape the effects of karma. Think about it seriously and decide if you want to finish the balance of karma in this life or the next. She woke up before she could tell him what she desired. Yet she continued to pester him for better eyesight. The doctor operated on her and sent her home with a patch on the eye. One evening, while she slept on the terrace, a bat struck her on the eye and the patch fell down. She woke up with profuse bleeding from that eye. The doctor, on examining the eye, said it was damaged beyond repair. She persuaded the doctor to do his best. He bandaged it and kept her in the hospital for a few days. That night, she dreamt that Baba himself removed the bandage and she could see clearly. The doctor examined her the next day and was astounded to see her miraculous recovery, as she could see quite clearly. Then she became worried about her next life and prayed for it. Baba was angry with her and said, You come up with some problem or the other. Now, feed eleven blind people and offer eleven coconuts to God, and you will be freed from the evil karma forever. Shashilama carried out Baba's order and was content and at peace. Her only son was betrothed to be married. Eagerly, she invited her whole family. But her brothers refused to attend the marriage due to some misunderstanding. Shushilamma cried in front of Baba's picture. That night, Baba appeared in her dream and said, Why do you worry about everything, big and small? Just go on chanting this, Shri Rama Rama Rame Iti Rame Rame Mano Rame Sahasranam Atatulyam Ramanama Varanane. Then you will have no more difficulties. The meaning of the verse is by uttering the name of Lord Sri Rama three times, the mind gets purified, and it is equivalent to chanting the Vishnu Sahasranam. She related the dream to her husband who told her that it was a powerful mantra and she should keep chanting it. The Vishnu Sahasranam, or the thousand names of Lord Vishnu, is a powerful stotra, as the chanting of it is difficult and takes time. One can reap the benefits by just chanting the four lines that were given by Baba to Sushil Amma.
Thus, Baba has bestowed on her help, spiritual instructions, and warded off many, many difficulties. This Leela was taken from Sri Sai Baba, the Master, written by E. Bharadwaja. And lastly, Baba loved the Hanuman Chalisya and encouraged the devotees to recite it as many times as they could. This Leela is about such a devotee. He is told to recite the Hanuman Chalisya repeatedly. On July 17, 1946, Advocate S. Subarao fell ill again. That morning, he got up feeling hot and feverish. On the previous day, he had consumed only liquids, as he was unwell. That night, before he went to bed, he meditated on Baba and sought his help. Baba responded to his call and appeared in his dream and made him recite the Hanuman Chalisya and asked him to repeat the recitation frequently. With each recitation, Subarao felt better and the dream ended. So the next day he did just that. He prayed to Lord Hanuman by reciting the hymn. By the end of the day he was all right. On the 18th, he again dreamt of Baba the dream occurred early in the morning. In the dream, he and Baba were invited to a large dinner party. Baba appeared as an advocate and sat very close to him and inquired about his health. Baba also encouraged him to continue to recite the Hanuman Chalisya. Subarao was touched by Baba's concern and kindness. He states, that Baba helped him to overcome his major and minor ailments. He felt that the dream proved that Baba and Lord Hanuman are one and the same. There is an interesting anecdote about Lord Hanuman that is given in Chapter 45 of Sripada Shivala Charitra. Sripada meets Hanuman absorbed in chanting Lord Sri Ram's name and the following conversation takes place between them. You have transcended time and have become immortal. You have to incarnate in the Kali Yuga, that is the fourth or the Iron Age, commencing before the Christian era and ends with the destruction of the world. You are a part of me. Then Hanuman replied, Aum's avatars merge with their original nature after completing their mission on earth and lose the value and importance. But the ounce of that that I am going to take must be constantly connected with the Mool Tattva, that is, the root or the source. I should possess all the wealth of strength and power of your ancient Mool Tattva. Then Sripada replied, after I have completed my Swami Samartha Incarnation, when the time comes, I will incarnate into you and reign as Sainath. I will announce equivocally that you are my incarnation and you will be famous as Samartha Sadguru, that is, the manifestation of divinity in human form. 
Hanuman replied, You are Lord Datta himself. Non-duality will be accomplished when we become one. So grant me absorption into the essential nature of Lord Datta. Shipada decided that on Datta Jayanti, the consciousness of Hanuman would be transformed into Lord Datta. And thus it came to pass. This Leela is taken from Sai Sudha Magazine, Volume 7, Part 4, September 1943. I shall conclude this chapter with the renovation of the Masjid. Just as Gopal Rao Gund started the Urs, he thought he should put the Masjid in order. So to carry out the repairs, he collected stones and got them dressed. But this work was not assigned to him. This was reserved for Nana Sahib Chandurkar and the pavement work for Kaka Dikshit. First, Baba was unwilling to allow them to have the work done. But with the intervention of Malsapati, Baba gave his permission. When the pavement was completed in one night, in the masjid, Baba took a small gadi for his seat, discarding the usual piece of sackcloth used before. In 1911, the Sabha was also put in order with great labour and exertion. The open space in front of the masjid was very small and inconvenient. Kaka Sahib wanted to extend it by putting up roofing. At great expense, he got iron posts and pillars and trusses and started the work. At night, all the devotees worked hard and fixed the posts. But Baba, when he returned from the Chaudi the next morning, uprooted them and threw them away. Once it so happened that Baba got excited and caught a pole with one hand and began to shake and uproot it. With the other hand, he caught the neck of Tatya Patil. He took by force Tatya's fetter, struck a match and set it on fire and threw it into the pit. At that time, Baba's eyes flashed like burning embers and none dared to look at him. Finally, he calmed down and Baba presented Tatya with a beautifully embroidered fetter. And this concludes the commentary on the chapter. Om Sai Ram